lose everyone. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I see dead people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? And knowing is half the battle. What the deuce? Must have the precious. And I'll form the head. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away! What are you talking about, Wu? Wow, infotainment. All right, if uh, you've been under a rock, maybe you haven't heard that a little movie called Avengers Endgame came out uh, just recently. And it is shattering box office records uh, all over the world. And uh, people are losing their minds, going crazy. And people are begging other people not to spoil it for those unlucky folks who didn't get to see the movie yet. And, uh, those five people. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we're all the pretty big, uh, Marvel. Well, I would say comic book nerds. Uh, Jeremy, I, Jer- I would say Jeremy is not a Marvel nerd or, uh, I'm a, a very much a fan of the movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so we were all excited about this. We have been, you know, we've been invested in the, the Marvel cinematic universe. Since it started, uh, you know, as, as fans of comic books and comic book storytelling, seeing what Marvel Studios did with, uh, the, the comic book stories and turning them into, uh, you know, real cinematic, uh, a cinematic universe, interlocking stories, all the things that we love as comic book nerds writ large on the movie screen. And now we have this big epic conclusion with Avengers Endgame. So, um, Suffice it to say, I think we were all excited about this movie going in. Uh, although, you know, at least for me, after seeing Infinity War last year, I was like, can they really top that? I mean, how much further can they go after Infinity War? I mean, that, that was already really kind of crazy. And they get even crazier in this one? Really? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, they do. So uh, we're here to talk about it. Um, massive spoilers. If you have not seen Avengers Endgame yet, Turn the podcast off now. Don't listen. Go see the movie first, then come back uh, because we are going to go in deep about all the stuff we liked. If there's anything we didn't like, we might talk about that, too. And then, of course, there's going to be there's probably going to be some questions, theories, whatever. Um, But, yeah, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it. And who's we just uh me and my imaginary friends. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't introduced anyone yet. (laughs) Uh, they know who we are. <laughs> they they do. Um, Every podcast is someone's first, as Stanley <laughs> likes to say. Yes. Yeah, so so well. So welcome to this very special edition of Transmissions Extra. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Big C. I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team: Jeremy, aka Yakko, Excelsior, and Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Avengers, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so Avengers Endgame. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna throw it to you guys. I think I'll I'll save my uh, my opinions for the end, but I'm curious to hear what you guys thought. So, uh, so Jeremy, I'm gonna start with you. What was what was your takeaway from this movie? Well, first, the, the I basically played hooky from work. Um, <laughs> like I le- left in the middle of the day to catch a, a showing with full knowledge of my boss. You know, it was like really slow and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't care." <clears throat> But it was just such a, I don't know, it was such an experience, I think, uh, 
luckily, like in this first week, since you know, everyone is going, the theater itself is full on pretty much every showing. And I think that this is the type of movie that you need to see surrounded by other people excited about the same movie. Because I've seen like some recent movies. I've just caught showings at odd times after it's been out for a while. Like um, Captain Marvel and Shazam both were nearly empty theaters by the time I got to see it. And this one, you need to be around other people, you know, into it. So when the exciting things happen, it's that whole communal experience. And I'm glad that I got to see it, you know, in the pack theater. I just, I, don't know, I, I think the three hours is a bit long, but outside of a few scenes where it kind of drug a bit, I don't see where they could have removed a lot. Um, you know, every scene seemed to add something to the overall story. And I don't know if, are we getting into spoilers right away or? I mean, we can, uh, maybe we can just give our general thoughts and then we can do the spoilers okay. later. Yeah. Okay. Cause I've been trying to kind of skirt around specifics, but there, it, it started off basically reminding you just how horrible the end of Infinity War was. <laughs> Not and, not as horrible like a, know, it was a bad movie. Horrible for like the characters. No, no, it just it puts you yeah. in the mood. It it was just like yeah, here's another punch to the gut. Just so you forgot, you know, if, if you forgot forgot how that felt, here's <laughs> here's another jab. And you know, we've seen from the trailers the the Tony Stark in space and stuff, but the way they made him look like emaciated mm-hmm. was just you know it's like their their whole you know aging and de aging technology. It, it, they even, you know, you got to think he was in space for a while running out of food. Um, probably all the food they had on that ship was um, whatever Thor left after, you know, he grabbed a bunch and left in Infinity War with Rocket. So whatever they had left on the ship was probably all he had to eat. So when, you know, he was rescued, it was just he was emaciated. And that I thought that worked really well. I I, I just I, I don't know. Like I said, it just it was. It, basically, this is three movies in one. Like it was, you know, each act was about a third of the movie, and it just, it was just, um, you had the down beginning, and then the kind of the the hijinks and the the more kind of happier stuff, and then you just had the big blowout at the end, and it was just everything that I wanted in the movie. It, I, I, I laughed, I cried multiple times. <laughs> And I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied, although I do have some questions and, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler saying time travel is involved and, but it, it's really hard to get your head around exactly the rules of time travel mm-hmm. in anything. So I don't know. That, that's kind of my non-spoiler thoughts. All right. Daryl, we come to you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, first off, I loved it. Um, and I'll, I'll jump right in and say that I agree with Jeremy that three hours is, is long. It's, it's too long for a movie. Um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, for the original, like the first initial viewing, you're really excited. You're pumped. You're, you're into it. And, and three hours goes by without an issue. It, it's like a snap. But, uh, um, I kind of thought about this afterwards and, and thinking, okay, so, uh, subsequent second and third viewings and home viewings, uh, that three hour runtime 
that's really going to start to drag on for some people. Uh, you know, there's going to be scenes that you're going to look forward to, um, you know, when you watch it, you know, on your own. And how long was Infinity War? Two and a half. Two yeah. and a half. So, wow. So when you start to watch this at your home, you're going to think, you know, yes, okay, you can pause it and you can go and, but, you know, there's, it's a long movie. So, you know, uh, there were parts that you could shave off a bit, you know, here and there, but I totally agree with you that it was, um, it needed to have that, that bit, you know, for the three hours. So I'm, I'm of two minds here. The movie needed what it had, but to go back and rewatch it again, there will be parts that I will want to kind of fast forward through because. Well, it- there weren't really, I mean, I, know, I saw there were stories about like, you know, these are the times to go pee, but there really weren't any good times to go pee. No. And they, they're really, I think maybe should have been some sort of break or extended dull period in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's kind of come to the agreement on the one moment, which you should be able to pee. <laughs> so, and that's the, um, the, 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 the Ronin scene. Um, so when uh, oh, at the beginning, no, no, not at the very beginning, but it's about middle when, uh, when, um, the, the Yakuza scene. Yeah. When Natasha goes after, mm, um, I guess yeah, the one from yeah. the trailer. So that's apparently the, the, the slow point, even though it involves fighting it, it kind of holds no purpose to the movie, um, to the, to the final act. Um, I've seen multiple people compare that, scene to like the season one of arrow okay because <laughs> they're, they're they both you know shoot arrows yep. and it was a very violent scene but it does also not really fit in thematically with the rest yeah. of the movie so basically just showing you where hawkeye yeah been. but that's that's basically what everyone's kind of agreeing to is the if you've got to go that's that's when you go but uh yeah. Other than that, um, the movie was, was, was great. Yes, there's some timey wimey, uh, you know, stuff that happens. Um, and it, I just sent both of you a picture in Discord. I saw it, uh, yes. I found on, on Discord that tries to visualize the time travel stuff. And so. it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But, um, but looking at, uh, you know, it, it, it does go back and does, you know, the movie does help, you know, understand a couple other scenes in, in past movies, which are, uh, it makes a couple of movies a lot yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> like Thor, the dark world is now relevant. Yes. So, <laughs> and, and it does give, uh, you know, some screen time to some, some people that are, are, uh, have been gone from the franchise for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that was nice to see. Um, you get some, like some, some kind of like heart pulling moments, um, when, uh, you know, it is a bit of a spoiler, but you know, they're playing with time. So Tony runs into his dad in the past and that's, that's very kind of poignant because he's had a, a rocky yeah. relationship with his father and now they're about the same age when he runs into him. So, well, I would say Tony's like, older. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's, I want to talk about that scene when we get into the full oh, spoiler yeah. stuff. But it was, uh, you know, that was very, very moving. Um, so there was a, a lot of, a heartstring pull scenes, uh, in, in this, uh, in this movie and a lot more than I expected. Um, so, you know, I didn't think that I would be kind of emotional 
watching this this superhero movie. And uh, and I will be man enough to admit that I did cry in the theater. And uh, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there with a buddy of mine, and I didn't. I held it together while I was with a friend. But once I left the theater and was driving home, I full on ugly cried in the car. It was it was not a pretty sight. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad it was 2 a.m. when I got home and nobody was awake. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was a, some 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 moving moments. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll expand on those uh, later on, Charles. All right. Well, yeah. So, Jeremy, you played hooky. I actually, um, I actually got my son to play hooky and go with me to see this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, my wife was out of town, so I actually had to, uh, I had to stay home on Friday to be home for the kids coming home from school. And yeah, rather than work from home, I figured I'll just use a vacation day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my son was my. Uh, I started uh, just last year. My son got really interested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so we went and rewatched uh, all the movies last year before Infinity War. My daughter got into it too. So my son, uh, my son's a uh, he's twelve now. My daughter's eight. They were eleven and seven last year. They both really got into it. I wasn't gonna let my daughter's still kind of young, so I still I I took her on Saturday, but I didn't. I I made her go to school on Friday, but. <laughs> um, but my son was uh, was super excited, and and we went to see Black Panther together last year. So uh, I let him I let him stay home uh, on Friday, and we went to. You're like, this is what happens when mom goes. Out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I actually got to see it twice. So we went to the 9 a.m. showing on Friday morning, and then we went to there was an 8:30 showing on Saturday morning and we got the the like those 4D moving seats oh those are cool uh, oh nice so uh, so we did so i took so that one i took it was my son and my older son and my um my daughter so all four of us were in the theater watching the movie so um yeah for me this was so i know there i i hear you about how it uh, you know 3 hours is a long time for a movie but for me I didn't I didn't experience that at all. I felt the whole movie was just everything I wanted in a con- like a a really really satisfying conclusion to the whole uh cinematic universe. I know it's not a complete conclusion but a conclusion to this this whole story arc um and the three hours just flew by for me the first and the second time and even with the second time I mean- go- oh go ahead I'm not saying that it's a long, like drawn out movie. Like, it, you know, there, I was getting bored. It was just physically, it's a long <laughs> time. Like, you know, I, I was lucky we were running late. We didn't have a chance to get concessions. No, I, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, but I just, it, for me, it felt like, I mean, I, you know, I, at towards the end, you know, you, I get the feeling like, okay, you know, I need a bathroom break pretty soon, but I was like, uh, just the the you know for the for for me every scene i felt like i was i was enjoying it and nothing nothing dragged for me nothing was felt wasted for me and nothing was uh you know the movie didn't feel too long or you know even just you know even with the just physical pressure on your bladder mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it still felt like you know i I'm not going to say I would like to make it longer, but it still it felt like the, those three acts, an hour for each act, it was all good stuff for me, and and I you know I couldn't I couldn't ask for for anything more in this uh, in 
how how they did Endgame. So, I mean, and I will probably get into all the nitpicks and everything. I, you know, and for me, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, how I am about, you know, all looking at all the seeing all the nitpicks and everything for me that didn't matter to me i i love the whole thing i don't care how wibbly wobbly the time travel nonsense is how there was this plot hole or this plot hole or whatever it just felt completely right to me and and like you know even the second viewing knowing things were going to happen i still got chills for you know those those events in the movie and well i've heard that's even better with the second viewing because you're you're picking out all the things that you missed in the background yeah yeah. Like apparently at, at one point you see Howard the Duck or Howard the Duck in the scene. Really? Oh, I miss I miss the big that. Fight. <laughs> yeah, apparently he he's in the big fight. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean so so for me this was I mean I know uh it's not it's it's the superhero movies are not for everyone. This movie is definitely not for everyone if you if you have no investment in the Marvel universe at all. Uh, if you are going into this, not having watched any of the previous movies, my first question is why, (laughs) but, um, you know, but you're, I mean, at the very least watch infinity war before you watch this. Um, but I just really felt like this was, I mean, they, it was, it was bigger and better than infinity war. And I didn't, you know, I didn't think they could do that and they could, and this was more emotional than infinity war. It made any other, just all the emotional moments combined with all the over the top action and, and and then a heist movie dropped in the middle of this big epic movie it was mm-hmm. it was just just awesome just i'm blown away at 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 how much i enjoyed this movie but did you cry i teared up i mean i i i didn't i didn't ugly cry but it, you know the the tear the my eyes got moist you know the, there were there were a, <laughs> a couple of scenes where it's like wow this is you know this is really heavy that'll and, do yeah that'll do <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> All right, so I guess we, now we can we can go deep into the spoilers, right? <laughs> if you All haven't right. seen the movie and you're still listening. You got to pull over now. You got to pull you. over yeah. and stop it. <laughs> this is your last chance. <laughs> We're in the end game now, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, I mean, my my first the first thought is that the battle at the very end, like, I mean, first of all, you start off with the big three fighting Thanos one on one. And I thought that was going to I thought that was big enough that that was going to be the end that they, you know, they they finally beat Thanos. But that's that's just the warm up. That's just the prelude. And then at that moment where that moment where Iron Man is down, Thor is down. Cap's shield is broken and busted. He tightens the belt. He stands up. The, you're expecting him to say the line. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. Because the, the, well, he, enti- like, he made the comment in the in the middle of the movie where he's like, I know. yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, mean, I but thought it, was you the know, best. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I get it. Yeah, I say it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos, Thanos. It's not just Thanos. It's Thanos, his entire horde, every monster, it, all the ch- his his full army yeah. from like that Avengers you know, one. It was all back from the snap too. Yeah, yeah. Avengers one. You got the the the, the, the Black Chitauri, Order. Yeah, the Chitari, yeah. the Black Order, everybody, and then he's like, "I got you." He's like, you know, it was never personal before, but now I'm going to enjoy just. 
destroying you. And and Cap's like, well, it's just me now, but I'm, you know, I'm going to go down swinging. And then you hear, Cap, do you read me? Cap, come in. And then, oh, oh, on your left. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that moment. Oh, no, but before that moment, when, when, uh, Thanos is about to stab Thor with his own axe, oh, Stormbringer. Yeah. And yeah. you see, and you see Mjolnir, which comes back because of time travel, <laughs> right? Yep. You see Mjolnir uh, move on the ground. You're like, okay, Thor is grabbing the hammer, and he's gonna, you know, punch Thor or punch Thanos with it. No, it flies past Thanos and into Cap's hand, and you're like, yep. what? All right, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. And Thor's reaction was awesome because he was like, <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> It, my, my theory is that in Age of Ultron, Cap could have just picked up the hammer right then when it, it just moved just a little bit and Thor saw it. But he has too much respect for Thor that he wasn't going to just show him up. <laughs> Whereas this wasn't, you know, a trying to show up. This is just a, anything you can do yeah, to survive. Yeah. And then he was using the hammer so smartly. Like, I, I saw someone talking about it like, you know, Thor is kind of a blunt, you know, instrument. You know, he's basically just hitting people with the hammer and you know stuff but but cap was using it tactically i mean he was like banging it against the shield to you know cause effects or you know using lightning and just just immediately it's like he's, he's been just using like, yeah. it for years mm-hmm. <laughs> i know so you got to kind of so believe like, a little bit there that, that he knows <laughs> what he's doing well i mean i figure he's got military training with hammers you know well, <laughs> magic hammers. He's he's been he's been around Thor long enough to kind of know what the hammer can do. If if Ray can beat Kylo Ren in a lightsaber duel, first time using a lightsaber, Cap can can swing Mjolnir first time he's using it and and do. So you're saying the Super Soldier Serum <laughs> injected him with the Force? <laughs> well, no, I wasn't saying that, but okay, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's got it's got. Um, let's not let's not go uh, down this hole. in it. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, but I mean, going in the battle was was fantastic. I want to backtrack a bit here to mm-hmm. uh, near the start of the movie when they decide, um, okay, well we can fix this. We figured out we need to do time travel, which is insane, right? <laughs> right. Um, and they go to talk to Tony about it, and he's like, um, no, can't be done. Um, plus, I don't want to do it. And you find out that Tony's got a daughter, and she's mm-hmm. I don't know five. Right. Um, Ish, yeah. and she's, you know, he's, he's got another responsibility now. He's got, his heart is in another place. Um, and, and you're like, oh man, now he's got, you know, this thing here, this, this kid. And, and he's not, uh, you know, he, he's, you know, he's, he's not going to be as, as gung ho to jump into a fight because he's got a family now. Oh. Plus, he's still pissed. And at he's Cap. he's still pretty mad. Um, I mean, his yelling at Cap when they first see each other is just like epic. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you you thought it was bad in Civil War. Yeah, all is not forgiven. But, well, he 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 wasn't he wasn't mad by the time his daughter was five. At that point, I think he'd made at least you know he was very he was cordial to Cap there. I mean, he was like, mm-hmm. you can still t- he was cordial, but he was still just like, I'm not gonna. Get involved. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he did say you can stay for dinner if you don't talk shop. So I yeah, mean, that's right. 
Um, I think at that point, at that point, he'd forgiven Cap or, or you know, forgiven or buried the hatchet with Cap. But yeah, he's yeah. not going to risk his daughter for, you know, a pipe dream. So then the movie goes into, well, we need somebody else who's smart, you know. And then they say, okay, well, we go to Banner and we get Smart Hulk, which is <laughs> hilarious. He's so funny. Um, and, and there's been some talk about the, how the CGI looks a little weird, but it's, it's an amalgamation. It's not like, it's not full Hulk and it's not, um, it's not Banner. So it's, it's kind of this kind of halfway kind of thing, but it's still, it, it looks, it looks fantastic. Um, and, and he, and they do a great job with the facial expressions. And, um, my, mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts in the movie is when they're back in a, the battle scene for Avengers one. And he's like, well, Hulk, we need you to go around and smash. And he's like, Oh, this is so embarrassing. You know, he tears <laughs> off his shirt and he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and then he's just like barely bangs on the yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. that, that I thought that was fantastic. Um, they also go and the in kid- and, Go ahead. The kids getting the, the kids getting the selfie, and then the Ant Man's like, "Yo, I'm Ant Man." He's like, "Oh, take a take a picture." He's like, "No, take your goddamn phone back. Take your goddamn phone." I love <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, <clears throat> we also get introduced to Fat Thor, which is also <laughs> fantastic. You know, Thor is in a bad place. Uh, he's you know he can't get over the fact that uh, you know. Killing Thanos didn't fix everything. He, you know, because uh, in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, they've they've killed Thanos, and and you know, as an audience, we're left with thinking, okay, now what? You know, this movie's supposed <laughs> to be three hours yeah. long. What have they done? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, he still lost at at least half of the survivors of Asgard, mm-hmm. if not more. Right. Yep. So Thor's got a, um, you know, he's got a drinking problem now. He's got a, uh, a, a beer belly. He's let his hair grow out. His, you know, <laughs> he's yelling at 11 year olds. They're one you know, being rude on so Fortnite. So <laughs> funny. Korg and Meek are living with him in New Asgard, which is in Norway. And they're just, yeah, Korg is like that little dickhead on Fortnite is, uh, you know, he's <laughs> calling me names again. And he, <laughs> Thor grabs the headset and just screams at him and <laughs> says, I'm going to come over there, fly over there and, and, and shove something up your ass. Or so. rip, rip off your arms and shove them up <laughs> your butthole. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but Fat Thor was fantastic. I, I loved Fat Thor. Um, well, what was great about Fat Thor was even when he started getting things together at the end of the movie, they didn't make him thin. You know, he was still Fat Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just more you know motivated so his head was in a better yeah. space but they didn't just you know the changing into his armor and stuff didn't you know just immediately make him you know back to yeah. you know well yeah then bulked up I, I was wondering if they were going to do like a you know a three or six month training montage <laughs> so that they could get, get him in shape before they do the time ice but they they didn't bother well i full-on <laughs> expected when the big battle scene was going to start that he was going to bang like stormbreaker on the ground and he'd be thin and ripped again and but no all that seemed to happen was that his beard got braided and <laughs> yes yeah. He got his armor and his, his beard got braided. Uh, I was like, uh, the, uh, just the beard, just the little braid in the front of the beard. That was it. <laughs> he was ready for battle. I'm like, no, he's still fat. He's still the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. 
Oh my god, I mean, it was I, funny. I, I guess Thor found all the weight I lost last year. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so no, I, I loved that. I loved Korg in the movie again. He was in it briefly. I, I still think one of my favorite characters is uh, uh, Tito Watiki's uh, Thor. Uh, the shirt he's wearing is actually a shirt that um, that he wears. Yes. That- yeah, he yeah wears. it's uh that's fantastic i i just i think he's a he's a great director obviously from ragnarok but his voice is just funny. so funny <laughs> oh i love it um he, he reminds me of um that other new zealand actor uh, i think his name is what rice darby the guy who's the voice oh, on Re- uh, yeah reese darby conan or the guy he or Koran on yeah, Voltron. yeah exactly yeah uh, he's re- he was on uh flight of the concords yeah Reese Darby, yeah, he's funny yeah. too. Um, I actually I was, thought that that was his voice when I saw Thor Ragnarok. I oh, didn't yeah? realize it was the director. Yeah, um, trying to think of other uh, spots. Okay, so one of the I've talked to a, a coworker of mine who who saw the movie Saturday morning, and um, there were and I've listened to another podcast of local people here that saw the movie uh, uh, the same night I did, and um, a, a part of the movie that is all that is drawing a lot of I don't know, ire is a good word, but it's drawing a lot of attention, is the part in the movie, in the battle, when all the girls seem to find each other. And they're like, oh, we're going to protect, we're going to protect Spider-Man, or we're going to give, we're going to give Captain Marvel the, the gauntlet, and she's going to run it up the middle, like a football play, right? And, uh, and she's like, oh, you sure you can do this, or something like that? And she's like, oh, she'll have help. And every single girl, hero, comes in. Like they've got some kind of GPS and they all found each other. I, I, I kind of didn't believe that that was possible, you know, like, but it, it was, it was great for female viewers to see all the girls together and it made a great picture, right? Um, are you not familiar with A4 Sterile? I am. It's, it, I don't think it's did well. <laughs> um, but, oh. uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and when we were watching it, my, my friend and I, he leaned over and he's like, I don't think Captain Marvel needs help. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after she just went through that she ship. She decimated the ship by herself. Yeah. But, um, but no, it was, uh, it was an interesting scene because I don't think it, it needed to happen. It was more like a yay girl power kind of scene, but it did give all the girls, uh, one big kind of hurrah together. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you know what, it, it looked great. They all looked, there was a ton of them too. So I, you know, it's nice to see them all together, but it, it seemed kind of odd. But you got to wonder what exactly is Mantis doing the battle? <laughs> she's not the, the most. <laughs> it's true. She's you know, knocking people out with her, her, uh, uh, you know, her empathy powers. Yeah, yeah there you go. She's just got to get close enough to touch them on the head. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will say that, um, Pepper in the the armor was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I I thought that moment was great. I really, I mean, yeah. it's maybe it's a little contrived, but I thought it looked awesome, and I thought it was a it was nice to to showcase all the all the female superheroes. And I, I and yeah, but yeah, Captain Marvel doesn't need the help, but that I thought you know also just showing her power through the the whole uh, yeah um the whole army and you know go straight to Th- to Thanos and mm-hmm. and go toe to toe with him. I thought that that was also great when he tries to headbutt her and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not going to work on me. Yeah, he had to use the power. Yeah. Stone. yeah. I the, thought that um, was awesome. 
but yeah, no, she's she's crazy powerful, which is uh, which is great. Um, the MCU has needed a an insanely powerful hero. It's uh, you know up until this point, and Captain Marvel is definitely that hero. Um, well, and they used her smartly because she w- shows up at the beginning, and then she's like, you know, I, all these other planets are also being affected by the snap, and they don't have you guys. So that's why she's misses, you know, two thirds of the movie and then shows up mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. So the directors really know how to use the characters and, you know, move around their pieces. So, you know, if she was around the entire time, I'm sure mm-hmm. it would have been a 30 minute movie. Yeah. So I want to talk about the, um, the battle on Vormir with Nat and Clint. So they go to Vormir, uh, as Thanos and Gamora did in Infinity War. And like the audience ourselves knew from Infinity War, the cost for the Soul Stone will be a soul. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, obviously Nat and Clint don't know that, so they go there to retrieve it and are told that they need to sacrifice one of them. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on that scene, the inevitable death of one of them, and uh, how they portrayed it? Uh, I thought it was a really, I mean, it was really well done and really believable. Like, I can see that as two really close friends, and they're they're basically fighting each other for the opportunity to save their friend rather and sacrifice themselves. I thought that was really well done. It was a, re- I mean, I think it was it was clearly that's how it was going to end up. Like, neither of them is, neither one is going to let the other one sacrifice themselves. So I thought. The way it played out was really well done. I think it could have gone either way. I think even the the writers, like I think I read an article where the writer said they had they had drafts that were had it going either way. And mm-hmm. I mean, I personally I would have preferred for Black Widow to to come back rather than Haw- I mean just because I think Hawkeye, I don't know he he didn't he wasn't as strong a character for me throughout the whole MCU storyline. I think Black Widow got. And maybe maybe that's an argument for Hawkeye to come back so he gets a chance to have a uh, to have his his story go on because I thought Black Widow was just I mean Black Widow does have a movie in the works mm-hmm. yeah but I mean it's probably going to be a prequel at this point I don't think it'll be yeah I mean but but yeah but I thought it was well done and uh, and you know I think I th- I think that was a uh, a pretty uh, uh, compelling story beat and I think ultimately. Uh, it could have been either one coming back and, and you could have had the same emotional payoff. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. I think yeah, it was tough to figure out who was going to die. Cause they both had reasons. Um, although, I mean, black widow had pretty much redeemed herself. I mean, if you look at, at civil war and uh winter soldier, as much of those, or as much as both of those movies are about captain America there's a strong Black Widow storyline in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the way she was portrayed at the beginning of the movie, basically being the leader, kind of organizing, um, you know, the different groups, keeping everyone in contact, you know, whereas after the snap, Hawkeye just loses it. And, you know, however much murder Black Widow had done back in her assassin life, he was probably racking up a total close to that in the five years. So they both have good reasons, but I think it made sense that her arc is pretty much complete Mm -hmm. in that she'd pretty much redeemed herself and he has this family to go back to. She, you know, 
like her family was the Avengers. And I could see, you know, the mindset of her sacrificing herself so that both of those families can, you know, can go on. Mm -hmm. But it was just the way that they did the fight was just so great where you're like, okay, you know, this person has the edge and is going to go and do it. And then the other person stops them. And it even goes all the way to where, you know, Clint's dangling on the edge and, you know, holding her and she's just like, you got to let go. Yep. It was just, it was done mm-hmm. very well. I agree with both of you. Um, and like you said, Jeremy, the, uh, they both had good reasons to, uh, jump and both had, I think both had good reasons to stay. Um, so honestly, during that scene, I had no idea who was going to, to be the, the jumper and, or the jumpy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was touching, um, with the, uh, the, the goodbye that they had. Obviously, they were really good friends and have fought a couple times, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, that was a touching moment for sure. Oh, what really, really drives the, um, I don't know, the, the thing in your gut on it is like when they leave to do the time travel, she's like, see you in a minute. Mm-hmm. And when they come back, she's not yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. What else is, uh, well, we've got another character that seemingly does come back from the dead. Um, and that is Gamora. She mm-hmm. died in Infinity War and here she is because of some timey wimey craziness. <laughs> um, so she Gamora is on, Prime. Yes. So she is on the ship with Thanos. She is past Gamora. Um, and she is, uh, mixed up with, um, with, uh, Nebula. Uh, who is past Nebula and past Thanos. So they are coming to the future. It's basically pre-Guardians of the Galaxy yes. 1. And mm-hmm. um, the reason why they are able to f- to come to the future uh, and find uh, the, the Infinity Stones and come to Earth and do the big battle scene is because of uh, past Nebula, uh, or sorry, future Nebula travels back to the past to the uh, the one of the first scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy might even be the first scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. It is because you you see um you see um Star Lord yeah uh, Star Lord dancing That's and right. stuff, but they're watching him with no music, yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, they they travel back to that time, and because of her cybernetic implants, she gets mixed up or, or kind of split. They're on the same yeah, Wi-Fi basically <laughs> splits a splits a mind with uh, with past Nebula, and Thanos is able to see through her eyes and and can figure out and see her memories and whatnot of the future, and uh, and it's an interesting um, kind of time jump time you know thing that happens and and it it works. I mean, it makes sense when you're watching it. But uh, that's how they get to the future. So anyway, Gamora is on this ship. She comes and she has her, uh, you know, character turn um, in the future now and uh, and ends up betraying Thanos, <coughs> excuse me, for her own reasons um, to, to kind of help out uh, Nebula and uh, um, Star-Lord or, or uh, you know, he gets, uh, he gets his Gamora back, but she has no idea who he is. Which is well, kind of interesting. Well, question, because she's obviously not at the end of the movie. Do you think she got away or do you think she 
was snapped away with the rest of Thanos' forces. No, she got away. I mean, because Iron Man doesn't. Yeah, know. Well, she's on. She's on the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. No, she's not. She no, she's not because he's searching for her. Oh, is she? Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I I think so, I think she got away. I think that'll be part of the plot of Guardians Three is them searching for Gamora. Well, I know it'll be searching for Gamora, but I don't know if it's searching for past Gamora or trying to figure out how to get Gamora from the soul. I don't think you nah, can. Yeah, it's pa- emerging the past team. Gamora. I th- yeah. I don't I don't think she was I don't think she was dusted in the snap. I think I think yeah. I mean I think Tony's snap was enough to say to snap away all the bad guys, and she was not a bad guy at that point. I mean, yeah, the Infinity Stones are semi-smart they know what to <laughs> what did, to destroy um, and what not to destroy did past uh nebula dust away well i mean she was dead so she got shot yeah, oh that's she right was she was dead. dead that's right okay future nebula killed past which nebula. is so and because weird. of timelines and stuff <laughs> yeah that's in that at that point in the movie with this one my buddy leaned over and said so is she dead now <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't i don't think so so yeah, it's an but alternate no, it, timeline. Alternate timeline, <laughs> right? It, I, I will refer you to this. Uh, <laughs> Read the chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what number it was, but we'll uh, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll have to. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be required reading. It should come in the in the Blu-ray case for, for Endgame. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out um, who made this chart that mm-hmm. I found, so we can give them credit because this it's going out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they they probably had to have a lot of Advil after. Oh sure, or or that's what they do is just they're they're a, a time doctor, <gasps> a Doctor Who. Oh, um. Anyway, somebody else take it. I I've been bringing up. So I, well, let's talk. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeremy. Okay, well, let's talk about Tony meeting his dad. Oh yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so you know after they miss out on the Tesseract because. Loki ended up getting it again and just, you know, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. So he's like, I'll see you guys on my Disney Plus show. <laughs> um, but so Tony's like, I know where, like, we, we only have enough pin particles to get back, but I know exactly where the test rack will be, as well as where Hank Pym would be with pin particles. And he and Cap go back to the, the base that Cap was essentially you know trained in as a soldier and then the they go back to it in winter soldier so that same base but this is in the 70s so still in active use and um cap goes after the pin particles and he run he sees like through a window he sees peggy carter but he doesn't interact with her at all um but um when tony goes to get the tesseract he runs into his dad who um mentions like his wife is pregnant and like as they're kind of in an elevator together tony blurts out i have a daughter i i I feel like that's him he desperately you know wants to be able to tell his dad that his dad's a grandfather (laughs) but you know he's obviously not able to but they they talk about you know being afraid you know his dad's like you know did you know what to do when they kind of gave you this you know baby and, you know, he's like, I was nervous. I had no idea. So I thought it was great kind of wrapping up that, you know, Tony has been all about daddy issues, the entire MCU mm-hmm. and being able to have some kind of reconciliation, 
seeing his dad having a lot of the same fears that I'm sure Tony had when his daughter was born and seeing that, you know, basically all parents are basically winging it the entire time trying to figure things mm-hmm. out. So I, I really enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just in general, the, this movie was much more emotional than I expected it to be like from the beginning. I mean, th- that gut punch at the beginning where Hawkeye like witnesses all his family being just dis- being disappeared. Um, the whole consequences of the snap, like playing out over five years. So like we see a world, like the world has to move on after half the population is gone. Each of the Memorial in San Francisco. Yeah. Ant-Man coming back, like the panic, you see the panic of Ant-Man when he comes back and he's like, please not Cassie, not my daughter, please not my daughter. And then that reunion. I think he sees his own name. Yeah. And he sees his own name and then just had getting a reunion with his, his now teenage daughter. Um, then the, the two deaths, like the, the Black Widow death we already talked about that and the aftermath of that, you had that emotional scene between all the original Avengers. And, um, and then the end with, with Tony's death and his memorial and everything and his last words to his daughter and the whole funeral scene. And, oh, the, the scene with his daughter and happy is what really got me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that got me was the, uh, the callback to the, the, one of the first lines that they had between the two of them was when he tucked his daughter in and she, uh, he said, I love you 3000 or she said, I love you 3000 because mm-hmm. my daughter yeah. has said something similar to that to me for years. Right. And, and then we during the memorial message, uh, he yeah. leans in and says, I love you 3000. And I'm like, Oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the dam yeah. broke. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking these movies since, since I've had a kid, things like that really affect yeah, me man. a lot more. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. your heart is now outside your body. And it gets kicked and punched all the time. Yeah. And even with Tony, like just the, the, the anguish you see of him, like the, whether he decides to actually try and solve the problem, like, you know, he's at first, he's like, no, I'm definitely not. I'm not going to risk, you know, all the, all the second chance I already have. But then he finds that picture of Peter Parker and he's like, damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if there's a chance that I can get him back, and then at the end that, that pays off when Peter Parker comes back and he's like, "Hey, Mr. Stark, it's five years later." Wow, you know, and, and, and Tony just hugs him and he's like, <laughs> you "Remember that time I called Dusty?" And-, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, remember in in Homecoming when when Peter tries to hug Tony and Tony's like, "No, I was just opening the door for you." And here, you know, yeah. he, he gives him this big bear hug. He's like, "Yes, you know, yeah, wow." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's emotional. It's very emotional. But yeah, the um I don't know, the uh, the cheeseburger scene that was that was very good. Um I didn't I didn't really get emotional during that, but it was very cute. But uh the and, and I didn't know who it was in the movie when we were watching it. I had to wait until afterwards when I did some research and talking oh, about it with the Iron Man Yeah, the uh, so during the little memorial when they're putting the um the little wreath out on the on the water uh and it shows the the, the, the first arc reactor that he had in his chest, um, uh, you know, they have this, everyone standing on the shoreline and there's this one young kid standing in the, he's not a kid. I mean, he's a, he's a teenager, but he's standing in the crowd near the back and they're, and, and I'm thinking to myself, I recognize everyone except that kid. <laughs> Who is that? 
And what do they mean to all this? And where do they fit in? And I left the theater with that question in my mind. And it was the next day and I was talking to people and I figured it out. And it's this Iron Man 3 kid because he had that special bond with that kid. Anyone who says they recognize that kid in the movie on their first viewing and didn't look at the Internet and didn't ask anybody else is a liar. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody recognized that kid. I only know kid. from watching YouTube videos. Because yeah. he was, what, 10 or 11 in, in Iron Man 3? Right? Yeah. So he's got to be like 16, 17, 18 years old now. And, and yeah. in, the, in the movie, he, it's 10 years later from Iron Man 3. So he's right. supposed to be like early 20s. Yeah. But I mean, that, that, but that's, that's, that shows the level of commitment that the Russos had to really like calling oh, yeah. back to all this, all the previous stuff in the MCU. So yeah, I mean, they're like, we know no one's going to get that until they look it up, but we're still going to put it in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they took so many of the movies that I didn't enjoy and put more context where I'm like, okay, now I have to watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, Thor The Dark World, that scene with Thor and his mother was mm-hmm. great. He's And he's trying, and, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but he's he's trying to tell her that she is going to need to do something. She needs to protect herself because she's going to die right. in, in it, moments. It's very much the, the Marty Doc Brown yes. scene mm-hmm. from Back to the yeah. Future. But she she seems to be aware that there's something happening. Right. And and he she does not want to know and she, but because she she recognizes that he's from the future right off the oh, bat. Yeah. I am totally from the future. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, she basically knocks him out of his funk and he's able to call Mjolnir from that time. And he's like, I'm still worthy. Mm-hmm. And then a- as he's about to leave, she's like, I need a salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like totally a mom yeah. line. Yep. I was just, when we Actually, were in the, th- I was just going to say when we were in the theater, the, you know, you were watching that, 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 that thing. And, and obviously his mom's been gone for, for a few years now in the, in the MCU. And, uh, you know, for him, like he might be the biggest, baddest warrior, but it's still his mom, man. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's his mom and, and you don't fuck with some guy's mom, you know? Well, I mean, and in the timeline, like right before infinity war, his dad died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just, just to have that, that little bit of reconnection with his mom, just like with Tony and, and his dad, it's, mm-hmm. you know, gotta just, you know, be a great feeling. For but him. he's, he's focused. He's hyper focused on, on, uh, on Jane Foster. This mission is about Jane mm-hmm. Foster. And he was, he's so nervous about seeing Jane Foster, Jane Foster, Jane Foster. And he can't do it. He can't talk to her. And then his mom walks by and he's like, Oh shit, it's my mom. I have <laughs> to talk to my mom. Right. And well, no, she, he's hiding from her and she, right kind of senses that he's there and sneaks mm-hmm. around and forces the issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another great thing about that whole scene is all the Asgardians that are chasing after Ro- Rocket call him a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I the, the funny thing is that um it's you know they they spent so much time on the dark world. I think they're like, yeah, we know nobody saw the dark world. So we're going to spend as much time as possible giving you all the exposition you need so you know what's going what the what's going on here. So you don't really have to go back and watch Thor: The Dark World. Mm-hmm. We get we give you enough to so so that you can yeah. figure it out. 
Like, like the whole thing where Thor's like, yeah, you know, these dark elves, ooh, scary. <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to get, we're trying to get the ether, which was this liquidy thing, and it's not – it wasn't quite a stone. And it's like – I, I just thought that was funny, you know. But, um, yeah, just – I'm really, I'm just really happy with the, the whole, the way they wrapped everything up. And then I know people are, are really, I, this, this chart explains it, but they're really scratching their head about the last scene with the, with Captain America and how like he turned into old cap and everything. Um, at first I thought that he was depowered cap because oh. it, it's like the same <laughs> jacket that he had mm. before he got the, the serum. Well, I can tell you in the comics, this has happened. Uh, a few times. Yeah. He's, he's, he's become old cap <laughs> a couple times. Um, and, uh, and, and giving the shield over to, um, like Sam, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to the Falcon is something that did happen. Uh, Sam, mm-hmm. uh, Wilson became Captain America for a couple years, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Bucky even became cap. There was been a couple other people that have be, been Captain America as well. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something that uh, did happen in the comics and, and, um, and, and having him be able to live out his, his real life with Peggy was, uh, was very sweet. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking at it thinking, um, earlier today thinking that, oh, does this, does that mean that, that, um, Sharon Carter doesn't, doesn't, doesn't exist. Um, she's, but a she's a niece. That's right. So, um, so she's likely uh, still out there too. That would, that would, if she was, if she was Peggy's daughter, that would be 10 times worse. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, yeah, it would. <laughs> That's what my, my wife was upset about that. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. She's a niece, not a daughter. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that, um, that's borderline incest, <laughs> even though they're not technically related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing, um, also on the cap stuff was when they went back to the first Avengers movie and you get the elevator scene mm-hmm. and he's, he's in there with Sitwell and all these strike agents and it's essentially the winter soldier elevator yes. scene. And you're like, are they going to hope I was waiting for this again? I, I, I figured it was going to happen. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then he like leans over Sitwell and says, hail Hydra. And that was like, Oh, you're one of us here. You can have a cap. <laughs> And that's another thing directly out of the comics too, a recent comic yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it made sense, and you know, he just had the smirk on his face after he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yep, yeah." I mean, that's the the other thing I, I really, the, just the MCU in general and what they've done with the movies is that you know, like in the comics, there's always the pressure to push things back to the status quo because. The comic, since the comics are, you, you have to have a, you have to have your comics come out every month. You've got to have these stories go on for years and years. So you got to main, you have to maintain a certain status quo. But in the MCU, they don't maintain a status quo. They always push forward. Right. It's always. The actors have contracts that will end <laughs> and they get old. Yeah. But I mean, like even like with, with Infinity War and Endgame, this undoing the snap didn't, you know, turn back time or reverse everything that happened. You just push the story forward that there's consequences to the snap. You bring the people back, you undo some of those consequences, but the world is completely changed. You know, I, I, I imagine like for future, there's a lot of like fertile ground for future storytelling because like, if you remember just in, um, in age of Ultron Avengers two, 
the consequences of the of Soko- of like Sofcovia being destroyed led directly into civil war because mm-hmm. the you know the villain from civil war was a was basically a uh, um his his family was killed because of the the Ultron conflict and here i mean this this the whole snap business i mean yeah you brought everyone back but how do all the how do 3 billion people get reintegrated back into society and what about what go ahead well, go ahead i was going to say like oh i was going to say go ahead <laughs> Oh yeah. What, what about the people? Like at the beginning, uh, it's actually one of the Russo brothers in the the scene with um, Cap doing the the therapy session, and he, he was like, "I, you know, finally went out on a date again." And and I'm like, "Yeah. What about the people that lost, you know, their significant other, and over the five years they, you know, got with someone else, right? And then their old person is back, and yep, five years younger." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was even there was a um, I mean, there, there was a smaller scale. Uh, there was a TV show that came out this year called Manifest, which had a similar mm. plot line. It was that this uh, this plane full of people they went through a wormhole and they on the other end they landed five years after they took off. So like all these people, like uh, like the one of the main characters that like, he reconnects with his wife, but his wife has already moved on, is dating someone else. His daughter is five years older. Like he and his he and his wife and and daughter were on one. His wife and daughter were on one flight. He and his son were on another. So his his son and daughter are twins. They're fraternal twins. But now the daughter is a teenager, and the son is still ten years old. And then uh, and then the um the wife was dating someone but as soon as he came back she dumped him but you know she still has mixed feelings so all so basically the whole premise of that tv show that one tv show for that one plane full of people multiply that by three billion people and that's what those are the consequences you've got in endgame now Mm -hmm. and so i i see like i that's got to come up in future marvel stories i i I, well i mean spider-man homecoming yeah you know unless the entire you know, um, like all the people in his school were snapped. You're going to have people that went the five years and have graduated and moved on. And then you have people like Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man that are still the age they were mm-hmm. five years earlier. And we, we see the scene with him and Ned. So I'm assuming Ned was also snapped away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he has a movie coming out <laughs> in the summer. So we'll see. So yeah, that's another that's like another good point is the 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 scene with him and Ned at the end, um, you know, because a, a lot of the really good supporting cast from uh, from the Homecoming movie, Spider Man Homecoming, was was the other school kids, you know, mm-hmm. in his in mm-hmm. his class, you know. So you know, what's how are they going to address that? That's that's another thing. Um, so what uh, you know, I've heard something about whether or not it's some it's supposed to be done just prior to uh endgame or, or infinity war I, i'm not i'm not sure that's when that's supposed to take place um but that doesn't that doesn't make sense when it's supposed to be the the official end to phase three um so i'm just looking forward to seeing it i love the spider-man movies the way they are right now they're fantastic yeah um, they moved it to right next to my birthday oh, good. so i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah no it's uh um yeah uh i don't know the uh, the moving forward part is going to be interesting and uh if you don't mind i wanted to do some speculating on on what you guys think might be coming up 
Um, cause phase four, right. We're getting a mm-hmm. lot of people that are posting pictures and, and, um, on Facebook and stuff like that about what phase four is supposed to be. And we only know a, a little bit about it, what phase four is going to have in it. And, um, I mean, we know that there's going to be a second Black Panther movie. We know that mm-hmm. there's going to be another Doctor Strange movie. Uh, we know that there's going to be, um, Black Widow. I don't know about that one. I heard that that one is not, maybe not happening. Um, but, uh, there's the Disney Plus has, has added, uh, TV shows to the mix that are going to be included. So these are going to be, um, Falcon and Bucky, uh, mm-hmm. a TV show with the movie actors, a, uh, 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 Scarlet Witch and Vision with the movie actors, um, and, uh, and what? There's going to be a What If series. The what If series. Some of the actors' mm-hmm. voices. Yep. Guardians um, 3. The Guardians 3, right. I forgot all about Guardians 3, which I think the, is actually going to be the next Thor. one. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and I think that's actually supposed to be, like I said, the next one after, uh, uh, Far From Home. Well, no, I don't, I, they haven't even started shooting with that. I don't, I don't think it'll be out that no? quickly. Well, no. there's got to be something. I mean, What's after Far From Home then? I don't think anything's been announced. I think Far From Home is the last movie that's been officially announced. So we, we know the Celestials yeah. has been has been Eternals. The, they have Eternals. Right, Eternals. Yeah, yeah Eternals. Yeah. Not did Celestials. you mention a Captain Marvel? Oh, Captain Marvel. Captain 2? Marvel Two will yeah, likely but, be but, happening. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so the, I think um, so. So we've got all the all the sequels. Those are like ev- everything that was po- everything that made a lot of money is going to get a sequel. So we know that. Yeah. Um, the Eternals, we've heard rumblings about. Yes. If I had to, if I hazard to guess, I would guess we'll get a Ms. Marvel at some point because I right. think she's, she's a popular comic character. And I think there, there's been a lot of people clamoring for a Ms. Marvel. And I would expect her to show up at some point, even as a small role in the Captain yeah. Marvel sequel. Yeah. I mean, that's how you could lead into that. Like she's like in the comics, she's a big fan of Captain Marvel. So that could be a natural mm-hmm. way to, to bring her in. Like she's a, uh, this, you know, as, as a, as a young girl, she, you know, encounters or, or witnesses Captain Marvel do something and then that inspires her or something like that. Um, apparently the Black Marvel or the Black Widow movie is supposed to, um, start filming later this really? year. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, if I, but you know, is it, is it during the five years? Is it a prequel to everything? Might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up, a, a, a an article on polygon.com right now. And now you've got, uh, the Eternals, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. 2, Black Panther 2, Shang-Chi. Um, oh yeah. That's the, uh, the Kung Fu, mm-hmm. uh, Guardians 3, uh, and then the Disney. And then you have all the Fox properties with, you know, yet to be announced, but yeah. Yeah. You can imagine there's going to be a Fantastic Four X-Men. That's, that's the other thing is when did, how long do you think that it's going to take before? Cause we have the last Fox X-Men movie coming out this year. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed it actually does come out. Um, which is <laughs> Dark Phoenix, but. Well, they, they, they had trailers in front of Endgame at least. <laughs> yeah. <Thank you. laughs> they've had trailers out for years. <laughs> yeah. But apparently they, they redid the entire third did act. Did they? Okay. Ooh, recently. All yeah. Right. <laughs> That doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing really good about this movie. Well, I mean, they well, have I mean, they have new mutants out as well. They've they've finished that movie, and that's they, not that's never coming out. It's not not going to see the light <laughs> yeah. of day. So no, yeah. Um, so I what, I think my 
at least my my theory is that at least for the time being we're not going to see mutants in the main MCU at least I don't know they they would have to do a little bit more legwork to get that to happen because mutants I mean in the comics mutants have been around forever so to have them just kind of show up you know you you'd need to you need to do some work for that but I think what you mm-hmm. what you can do is is you can get Doctor Doom in the Fantastic 4 if you if you do them right, you could make doc. You could build Doctor Doom up to be like the next major baddie, like for your next, you know, I don't know, four more phases. Like, you, like the way they. I mean, you could you could have him feed off of what happened in Sokovia. Yeah, say Sokovia was right near Latveria, you know, wherever his country is. Yeah, Latveria. <laughs> yeah, because like Thanos, Thanos is the is the one main baddie for the Marvel universe. Doctor Doom is another big baddie. So making him like the end. Uh, antagonist for the next like big giant arc, I think would be an, a good payoff. Mm-hmm. Nope. I Doctor could see Doom. something Fantastic Four related be the the stinger on like um, either Guardians or the Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, not to spoil another extra that uh, hasn't come out yet, but will soon. But Jeremy and I did a discussion about. Uh, about uh, Marvel and DC a while ago that just got edited. And, um, <laughs> and as I, we were talking about it, Jeremy mentioned something about, uh, about how you could fit him in there. And I, I, you know, it works, you know, and we kind of, you know, we kind of ran with it spitballed. And, and I think the, uh, um, the, the thing actually works out pretty well. Jeremy, do you want to mention that? Was that the timey wimey? Like using time, tra- time travel. <laughs> well, not not there maybe not time travel, but I think it was more along the lines of of that. Uh, the Fantastic Four were actually there at the beginning and during the events of phases oh, you- one, two, three, and four. I guess um, they were old people, <laughs> so um, so they're they're kind of aged and they weren't they weren't in any condition to help out. But they've they've seen. The, you know, they've seen the time, you know, the, the, the Thanos, uh, um, you know, dusting and, uh, they're like, okay, well, we may not be able to help physically, but we can help with our brains and our, our knowledge. Cause, you know, they may have an original, uh, a movie where they come in and they'll be old, but they'll have an, uh, an origin movie where they'll go back and they'll be the heroes from the 60s. Like from the yeah. 60s. Uh, yeah. And then when they bring them back into the, uh, into a big, you know, uh, a big cast movie, they'll be, they'll be old people again. And, you know, but they'll be helping out with, you know, their, their brains and experience. I, I don't think they would keep them old if they did that. I, I would like to see them be these superheroes from the sixties that either got like lost in space or something and then came back in present day or some time mm-hmm. travel shen- shenanigans, but they're, they're not going to go back to time travel for a while after this. No. Movie. Mm-hmm. I, I would say fantastic four is probably the next. Likely. Yep. Unless they do Deadpool, because Deadpool, I mean, even though he's a mutant, he could, Deadpool can be whenever. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be the bridge that, you know, links the, the old stuff. He's like, where, how'd I get here? <laughs> Who are you guys? Listen, they had, a, they had a, a hell carrier in Deadpool one. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge X-Men fan, like really big. And when they officially merge X-Men and the MCU and bring them all together in a, in a movie, I'm going to lose my mind. Like <laughs> don't even try to talk to me. Cause it's just going to be gibberish coming out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I agree with you, Charles, that it needs to be 
something that's, you know, done properly. And I fully trust uh, Kevin Feige and the people that are in charge over there at MCU yep. uh, to do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I'm sad that, that Hugh Jackman may not be donning the, uh, the claws again, but, uh, if he's done with it, I'm, I'm happy, you know, uh, get somebody. You should at least get some sort of cameo in the background. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, in a Deadpool movie. In, yeah. Only in a Deadpool movie, because that would be the joke, right? He's been teasing it for two films and that's it. But, um, if they're going to get another Wolverine, then, um, then, and it better be somebody good. Um, but yeah, um, the X-Men can have their own MCU style, uh, set up though. There's enough story there to go, you know, multiple, multiple movies deep with, right. with, what do you think about having them in their own universe? Like they could. And then like down the line, the end game of that, you know, phase of movies is basically merging the two. You could, you could have a crossover of, of universes that, I mean, that's getting really complex now, but you definitely could. But like, like I was saying, the, like the amount of characters, uh, that are involved with just X-Men is astounding. Like you could, you could definitely run, um, an X-Men, uh, universe or, or X-Men series of, of movies just on those characters alone. There's enough bad guys. There's enough good guys. There's enough teams. There's enough solo acts. There's there's enough of everything, um, and uh, and you can bring in other characters too. Uh, the Submariner is apparently the first. You know, if you read his bio, he's the first mutant, right? So if you wanted to introduce the Submariner, he could be your 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 uh, your bridge. Um, they might have teased Submariner in this movie. Where was that? Remember at the beginning when they were um, Black Widow was talking with all the. You know, a Captain Marvel, yeah, War yeah. Machine, all, all the people. And they mention quakes under the ocean. Oh, that's and, right. You know, she's like, we got to do something. And it was a quake. It was like, it's an earthquake. We don't do anything. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That may be. That may what be. If, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't but, know if they could do it. The, the, the DC guys have already have kind of, uh, already got a lock on Atlantis. Could they, could they do a competing Atlantis? It, Atlantis predates both that they, you know, it's a historical thing. They can use no, it. No, yeah, but they could. I'm just saying, you know, it's still like a, it's a, um, it's just a brand market confusion thing. You know, it's eh. like the, they, they get perceived as basically copying, uh, DC or, you know, aping DC or whatever. I, I don't think they even care. I don't think DC is a blip on I the mean, radar. It's a place. For movie stuff. It's a place, right? It's like if DC put a character in New York. You know, mm-hmm. are they care? Right. Are they are are DC copying Marvel now because they have characters living in New York? No, it's, well, they it's, don't it's, have it's, New York. They have I mean, Gotham it, City and Metropolis. They have New York too. <laughs> yeah, but DC Earth is bigger. Oh, okay, like physically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. I mean, it'd be one thing if they created a brand new character and set him in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Namor's been around long enough. It's, he's been around. You know, he's been around longer than DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's been around probably longer than Aquaman. Oh but yeah, not DC, but still, it's just it's a common underwater yes. setting. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're 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 pretty much off the rails here, so maybe we should wrap it up. Yeah. We, I think we've 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 said a lot about Endgame. We've even speculated about the the future of the MCU, but 
I think the takeaway is it's a good movie, so go see it. Mm-hmm. Damn good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And just save up for the, the box set that's going to have all God. 22 movies in it. <laughs> I tried. I've been trying to buy them as they came out, but then they started doing like three movies a year. And I was like, ah, I'm not doing this anymore. I get the digital versions when they're on right. sale. Well, they mm-hmm. take up no space. And I guess I do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you quote unquote get the digital versions. <laughs> I get, I get all the digital versions of everything, Charles. <laughs> Yes, we know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. uh, Let us know what you thought about Endgame. I mean, we've got our Transmissions Discord. You can uh, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. We have a movie spoiler channel where you can talk about spoilers there. So it'll probably be pretty active for the next couple of weeks talking about Endgame. Mm Mm-hmm. you know, it's leave us a, you can leave us, uh, emails or voicemails or posts on this, uh, this episode and on our website. If you want to just leave us feedback that way or social media, you know, let us know what your thoughts were and, uh, we'll continue the discussion. But yeah, end game. Awesome. Great capper to the MCU and looking forward to the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen in the future, really? So that's a great, great place it puts us in. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later.